All right, we are back for our second annual Locked On Longhorns Fantasy Draft. Jonathan Davis, your host. Nick Battle from Nino's Corner Sports, my opponent. Let's get it. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episodes are brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. As mentioned before, this is the second annual Locked On Longhorns Fantasy Draft. So, me and my brother Nick Battle, we will be taking thirty players on this Texas football team, and we'll go back to back drafting them, and we'll see who has the best team at the end of today, and hopefully at the end of the season when we recap this. But, Nick, I'm glad to have you back for the second annual Locked on Longhorns draft. We'll see how you draft this year, right? But I just want to ask you, <laughs> you know, 2023, a special season, and uh, the street saying this is the year, right? This is the year. So how do you feel, man? When they hear this, we'll be three days away from Texas football. What is just your general feeling going into the season before we start this draft? Man, a lot of talent, a whole lot of talent. You know, um, obviously, Bijan's gone, Rojo's gone, but – I think the offensive line is going to be so much better this year. Just an extra year of having Campbell in there, having Banks, having Hudson, just one more year just seasoning with those guys, man. And then having Christian Jones come back. I don't think a lot of people understand how important that was. So to have this line just locked up, you know, you got Campbell, you got Hayden Connor, Jake Majors, uh, Campbell, and then Christian Jones, and then a sixth guy in Cole Hudson, you know, Cam Williams, Ogbo, Neto. I mean, I, I think we're pretty deep on the O-line. And I think that this year from, you know, from the running backs, we should have something pretty comparable to last year. Not as good as last year. I understand Bijan is one of the top five guys to ever probably, you know, carry a rock here at Texas from that position. Um, but I think with the line being better, I think the guys are going to have a much easier time running this year. Uh, Quinn has to make that jump. You know, I think everything is, is, is on Quinn making that jump. I think Quinn has the weapons this year, though. Um, so, you know, having X-Man back and healthy, um, having A.D. Mitchell is going to be outstanding for us. Uh, Jordan Witt, man, Jordan Witt's a beast. I mean, just to have him down to where he can be that guy that, that's going to get that single-man coverage and have A.D. on one side and X on one side and, you know, sprinkling some Nayar. And I forgot about J.T. Sanders, right? <laughs> so, you know, offensive-wise, man, we are straight. Defense, I'm loving it. I love, uh, you know, having Catalan there. Um, Terrence Brooks, you know, having to battle with Holmes. It's just amazing, man. We lost Coburn. We lost, you know, Coburn, Ojimo, Demo. But, you know, I think Byron Murphy's a dog. Um, I think Alfred Collins, if he turns the switch on, it'd be awesome. But, yeah, I just think this team is very deep, and I think we're kind of poised just to take this thing this year, man. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Talent and, and continuity, you know, is, is, mm -hmm. is what you really talked about. All of the talent on this football team, so much experience. You know, I talked about – uh, on an earlier episode, how 12 players, 12 are on the senior bowl watch list just from crazy. this Texas football team. And that doesn't include players like JT Sanders, Xavier yeah, Word, the AD crazy. Mitchell, Quinn Ewers, Jonathan Brooks. That is insane. And then you talk about the continuity in three years on this coaching staff, 
only having to replace a wide receiver coach and a running back coach. This should be the year that we see something special from this Texas football team. All right, well, without further ado, we've introduced ourselves, and now it's time to start the draft. The only difference from last year is that this will not be a live show. This is pre-recorded, and it will be split into two episodes, so make sure you're tapping into the first part and the second part as we draft these 30 players, the second annual Locked on Longhorns fantasy football draft. And spoiler alert, there will be a third annual one next year going into the SEC. All right, Nino, (laughs) you've been on the clock all day. You've been on the clock all day since I sent you this this morning. The most important football player, your number one draft pick on this Texas football team is, and then tell me a little something about him after you pick. My most important player is Kelvin Banks. Kelvin Banks. I like I that pick. He, yeah, I think he's the most important player. Um, just for the simple fact that if we do lose Kelvin Banks, who's going to be the backup, um, you know, left tackle? And not just any backup left tackle. He's probably the best left tackle in the conference. He's already a second-team preseason All-American, you know, here in the country. He's probably going to be a top-five pick when he leaves after next season. Um, so who on the roster can mimic that? Right. And I don't think we have anybody that can mimic what what, uh, you know, Banks did last year. I'm expecting big things from him. So he is my number one pick this year uh, for the draft. Kelvin Banks, certainly uh, a candidate for the number one pick. I've always said that uh, the three most important positions in football, are the person that throws the ball, the person that protects the person throwing the ball. Kelvin Banks slots into that. And then the person trying to put the person that throws the ball on his ass. Right. An edge rusher. So you definitely got. <laughs> Uh, Kelvin Banks at number one. Is there a Big 12 offensive lineman of the year? Is that an award or am I tripping? I think there is. He should get it. Okay. Well, if there is, my bold prediction is that Cooper BB probably has it right now off of name recognition. But at the end of the season, I think Kelvin Banks will get that award. Love that number one pick. I'm going to go with Quinn Ewers for my first pick, right? If you got, you know, the person protecting his blind side, I just got Quinn Ewers, right? The person whose blind side needs to be protect, uh, protected. And we talked about you know, how special this year could be, but it all hinges on Quinn Ewers' development. You know, I think the wide receiver room is going to be amazing. I think JT Sanders is going to be amazing at tight end. I think we're going to see a better year in terms of game management and play calling from Steve Sarkeesian. Like you said, with the improvement of that offensive line and the continuity you have there, I think that that should be improved, which should translate to a better run game than we saw last year, especially in the big games where we couldn't run it against TCU, couldn't run it against Alabama, couldn't run it against Washington. I think that'll be fixed this season. The biggest question mark, the biggest factor in taking this team from eight and five to a big 12 championship contender and possibly a team that's knocking on the college football playoff is the development of Quinn Ewers. Will we see the quarterback that was one of the three highest rated high school players to ever come out of high school? Will we see the quarterback that was able to skip his senior year and go to Ohio state based on what he did (laughs) in three years at South Lake Carroll? If we see that at the university of Texas this year, then it will be the special season. We all think it will be. So I'm going to pick Quinn Ewers, with my number one pick, the second overall pick, pick in this year's Locked On Longhorns fantasy draft. Nino, you are back on the clock. Back on the clock, man. This might take people for a shot, but I'm going JT Sanders number three. And the reason Ooh. I say JT Sanders is the same reason I said with Kelvin Banks Jr. And that is JT Sanders is possibly the second best tight end in the country. I'm going to say he's the best tight end in the country. Bowers is down there in Georgia. And of course, anybody with common sense knows Bowers is the guy, but me drinking the Texas Kool-Aid, I'm going to say JT Sanders is my guy. JT Sanders is getting a lot of all American praise. He's a guy that can block. He's a guy that can stretch the field and catch the ball as well. Um, he has the dog in him. Um, uh, his backup is Gunner Hale, 
right? And so Gunner's going to play very well this year. But if Gunner has to step in and be that number one tight end, who do we have? Changes gonna, offense. It changes the entire offense. And then only, you know, if he's like the number one guy, who's the second guy? Is it Juan Davis? You know, is it Spencer Shannon? That's a true freshman. It can't be Will Randall. He's just coming off an injury, right? Uh, so, yeah, I think I think it's JT Sanders because, like you said, I think he changes the entire offense if he's not on the field just because he has that vertical threat and you got to respect his game. You got to respect it. Yeah, that's such a good pick when you talk about value, right? If we don't have JT Sanders, who else is there? I mean, you could even argue over Quinn Ewers. Of course, Quinn Ewers is the starter and we want him to play every game. But would you be mad if you had to put Malik Murphy or Arch Manning in, right? <laughs> you no. would think that you're still good at that position. And you can say that about a lot of positions on this Texas football team. Tight end is not one of them. Love that pick. It may be a little early, but you explained the value, you know, pretty yeah. clearly. You know right what, there. though? You know, honestly, I was thinking about X Man, but we're so deep in the wide receiver room. Exactly. We're so deep. I mean, last year, it would have been X Men all day long, especially knowing yeah. that Mayer was hurt. But. You know, JT Sanders is a different animal. He's a he's a different caliber of player. He's a different because he's a five star for a reason, right? And he's the yeah. only five star we have on that team at yeah. that position. Um, and he's probably the only guy with the NFL, you know, pedigree. I shouldn't say that. Gernerham is going to probably get you know like some time in the league too as well. But it's just different levels of this. Yeah, no, I understand. And I thought about making Xavier Worthy my next pick, right? Mm-hmm. But then, like you said, with you know, A.D. Mitchell, who could very well be the wide receiver one this year. It's like, how high do I need to draft? Exactly worth it, right? <laughs> so my next pick is, and, and I may be a little high on this one too, right? But when you talk about value, you talk about previous production, you were talking about returning an All-American. I'm going to go ahead and venture over to the defensive side of the ball. I got Jalen Ford, right? Ooh, and I think perfect. that we have some really talented players behind him and you know, Leonga LaFowl, um and Anthony Hill, you know, whether he's playing on ball or off ball. But I don't think you can replace Jalen Ford and what he brings to this team in terms of his instincts, uh, you know, the way that he studies the offense, the way that he, you know, gets everybody in the positions that they're supposed to be in. And then I think that this defense took a complete 180 last year. And one of the biggest reasons for that was Jalen Ford coming off the bench into a starting role. And there's no you know, secret how that translated to on-field production. So, you know, I think Jalen Ford will only be able to take it to the next level this year. He's obviously going to have a chip on his shoulder for being robbed for defensive player of the year last year in the conference. And I think he will win defensive player of the year in the conference this year. And if he does, then he absolutely validates this fourth overall pick. And my second pick, Jalen Ford in the second annual Locked on Longhorns draft. So I got Quinn Ewers, the quarterback of the offense. I got Jalen Ford, the quarterback of the defense. And, you know, you're back on the clock. Man, I love that pick. Just one thing about Jalen Ford, man. In the previous year, just from my stats that I had, I had him as as like probably the defensive MVP in the previous season, not last year. I thought the previous year. Yeah, I mean, he was probably the most explosive guy when he got his opportunity. So he was he was one of those guys. It was him and Anthony Cook. Well, actually, I think I had Cook being like the guy for that year, but I think Jalen Ford is in high consideration because anytime he got on the field, he made plays. And I don't understand why we didn't play him a lot more in that previous year, but last year, dude, he, he did his thing. But yeah, I'm going to say really quickly too. And Jalen Ford is definitely the poster child for stars. Aren't the end all be all. That's a three star to an all American. That's a success story right there. Exactly. And a guy that, and a guy that is going to be playing on Sundays at the next level. Um, My next pick, I'm going to stay on the defense side of the ball, man. I'm going to go Jalen Catalan. And I say that. Love it. 
I say that even though we have not seen him play at Texas yet, you're talking about a guy in Jalen Catalan who I loved Anthony Cook. Anthony Cook was one of my one of my favorite guys last year. Swiss Army knife, played everywhere, played cornerback his first year, played some nickel his second year, played some safety. I mean, he's played everything, a very valuable guy on the team. And he played very well last year at safety. Uh, but Jalen Catalan is an upgrade over Anthony Cook, who I think just made the roster for the Chiefs, I think, today, didn't he? Oh, did he? He made the 53? I, I'm not sure I, I didn't see it. So I'm not sure. Don't 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 hold that to me. But I'll, I'll, I'll look it up while he's talking. I'll look it yeah, up while man. he's talking. All right. Yeah, man. You know, um, I saw all the cuts from the Chiefs, and I was scrolling down. I was trying to see if Coburn was still on the list and everything. I didn't see any cuts from Cook or, or Coburn, but I could be wrong. But in saying no, that, Jalen Catalan – Oh, Anthony, I mean, Anthony Cook didn't make it. I believe Coburn did, though. Be Anthony okay. Cook did get cut. Damn, man. Yeah. But you know, just in saying that, Catalan, SEC All American. No, I'm sorry, SEC first team. Yeah, first team All SEC as a true freshman at Arkansas at safety. And from all the reports, he's making a ton of plays. He's kind of being a quarterback on that defense in the secondary, man. You got him talking. You got Jaron Thompson talking to as well. Man, I'm telling you, that secondary is a smart secondary headed by Jalen Catalan. Who is that ball hawk? And that's one thing that Texas missed last year was interceptions. We didn't have a lot of interceptions last year. And I think a guy like him getting people in place and getting people in position and him just being very, you know, just having just the instincts for the game, I think that that's going to uh, just pay dividends for us here for this year. And also, if he goes down, who's going to play safety for us? Who is going to – who is going to take his spot. And so I think these, these first five or six picks that we got, is all about value, right? You know, if Jalen Ford goes out, who's going to take his spot. If Jalen Catalan goes out, who's going to take his spot. If Kelvin Banks goes out, who's going to, I mean, these are all American caliber folks, man. And so it, it's all about value here. I got Jalen Catalan here as my next pick. That's a great pick. And I've said that if he can play 10 plus games, I believe that this Longhorn defense will be borderline elite. We're going to pause the draft and get to the money. And then after that, I'll have the sixth overall pick in my third pick in the second annual Locked on Longhorns fantasy draft. There we go. All righty. So this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference so download the game time app create an account and use code locked on college for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on college for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guarantee all right my next pick this is the sixth overall pick in the longhorns fantasy draft i'm going with xavier worthy and like I said, there could be some question about, you know, who will be the number one receiver this year, if it'll be A.D. Mitchell or an Xavier Worthy. And I think it'll change. You know, I think in those, um, you know, those crunch time situations, maybe those 50-50 balls, you will be looking uh, for A.D. Mitchell. But we know in any Steve Sarkeesian offense, right, he's trying to get down the field. <laughs> he's trying to throw that deep ball and let that open everything else up. And there's nobody 
on this team that does that better or does it more efficiently or proficiently, I should say, than Xavier Worthy. I still think that this offense and this passing game will run through him. And, you know, he had a down year last year for a multitude of reasons. Injury just didn't seem like his head was in it. You know, didn't seem like he was fully invested to this Texas Longhorns football team. I love the quote that he had at Big 12 Media Days. I'm not going to be able to paraphrase it exactly. But he just talked about having to look himself in the mirror and having to mature uh, physically, mentally, and emotionally and preparing himself to be a leader on this Texas football team this year. And it was just all of the type of stuff that you want to hear from somebody who was disappointed last year and is poised for a bounce-back season. So I'm expecting huge things from Xavier Worthy this year. He is on the Belitnikoff Award watch list for good reason. And I think, you know, look, Ohio State is in quarterback turmoil right now. They just named a starter like three days before the season. I assume they wanted to make the decision a lot earlier than that. So if this offense and Quinn Ewers can be better than an Ohio State offense, even though Marvin Harrison Jr. is the better player, we could see a scenario like last year when Jalen Hyatt won the Belitnikoff. Xavier Worthy can certainly win that award. That's why he's my sixth overall pick in this year's draft, Xavier Worthy. That's a great pick. Back on the clock, Nino. Yes, sir. I got Quinn Ewers, Jalen Ford, Xavier Worthy. Excited about my half of the team so far. <laughs> All right, so number seven, my pick, we're going to stay in the wide receiver room and we're going to A.D. Mitchell. Um, and I say A.D. Mitchell is my guy because we brought him in because of an injury to Nayer, not knowing if Nayer is going to be fully healthy this year. Um, we brought him in because, hey, look, we lost Nayer last year, and when that happened, the offense fell apart. We didn't have another wide receiver to get the ball to, um, you know, besides X and Whittington. X was playing out of position. Um, A.D. Mitchell comes in here, and he kind of solidifies that unit. Um, and I'm I'm still not sold on – I don't know how I want to put this. I'm not sold on the health of Nayer yet. You know, I've been hearing reports that maybe he's not coming off his cuts as strong, you know, still having just a little bit of fear, you know, like in that knee. I want to see how that, you know, actually works out in the games. I think he's really good on the straight line now, but just from some, you know, like, you know, like just from some readings and stuff, which said he was kind of, kind of scared to cut a little bit on that knee. A.D. Mitchell being healthy, big time guy, big time players make big time plays in big time games, right? He's pretty much owned. You know, all, you know, all of Georgia's college football playoff games. He's done outstanding. Um, probably made the best catch in Georgia history in the previous, uh, you know, you know, season against Bama. Uh, so I like A.D. Mitchell, man. Um, he's a guy that you put in that boundary and just let him go to work. And it frees up Xavier Worthy, um, frees up J.T. Sanders and and frees up, um, you know, Jordan Whittington as well. So A.D. Mitchell, number seven for me. All right. And, you know, we're both Cowboys fans. So, you know, kind of it's like the Michael Gallup thing for me, where he yeah. came off the ACL injury last year. and just didn't look like himself. So we have to give Isaiah Nayor grace and understand that he may not be the Isaiah Nayor from Wyoming coming off a torn ACL this year. Right. But he's still a very valuable fourth or fifth best wide receiver on this team. Right. We talked about his talent and continuity is crazy. crazy. My next pick, I'm going to the defensive line. And if you've been paying attention to the practice reports, Everything that's been coming out all offseason, all we've heard is the defensive line has performed like the best unit on this team, right? And I'm going with the player that was preseason, first team Big 12 for really good reason, some experience on this team now. And he's just one of those players where you know exactly what you're going to get snap in and snap out when he's on the field. He's a big man, so he's not going to always be on the field. But when he is on the field, right, consistency, motor, plays hard, super strong can get to the quarterback, and certainly can stuff the run. He can do everything on that defensive line, and I think he's going to be a huge reason why Texas takes that next step this year. I'm going with Byron Murphy. 
I know it's probably a little bit early, right, for an interior defensive That's lineman. It. But like I said, I know what I'm going to get from him, play in and play out, and he's going to play his ass off. He's going to have a huge year for this Texas football team, and that's why I'm taking Byron Murphy with my fourth pick. I like it. I like it. Byron Murphy's a dog, man. He might be be my all-around best player to watch in this team. I I just love watching him play. And, and, you know, and he's smart, too. A lot of people don't understand that he came in with two years of credits already coming from high school. I mean, so he, he like he's a smart, smart dude too, man. So, you know, and that smart, you know, it actually translates to the field. We all see how smart he is in the field. He's a dog, man. I love his game. And he is really like redefined his body. I mean, you see yeah. pictures of him now. I mean, he he's like Aaron Donald-ish, you know, like just the way he yeah. looks. All right. So, yeah. man, that's an awesome pick. Um, I'm gonna stay on the on the line too as well, man. I'm kind of debating between these two guys, um, I'm going to go Baron Sorrell. And I'm going Baron Sorrell because, um, you know, like this is a value pick as well, too. He was one of those guys that we talk about Jalen Ford as well, too, right? Talking about stars. Look, they don't uh, absolutely mean everything. Same thing with Baron Sorrell. He was a three-star guy. Um, He came in and played his butt off last year. We had five and a half sacks last year. Uh, really stout against the run. He has transformed his body too as well. He's a lot bigger, a lot stronger. Looks SEC ready already. Um, this is a guy I think he's a, that's, that's poised to have a really good season this year. I got Baron Sorrell because also at his position, if he is out, who's taking his spot? Is it is it Fink? Is it um, is it Ethan Burke? Is it Vasek? You don't know. You gonna start wishing Kyle Simmons was a year earlier. Brian Sorrell get hurt. Yeah, you know. So it's um, you know, and nothing, nothing like bad against those guys. Baron Sorrell is just kind of the total package. You know, I love Finkley. I think I think Fink's one of those guys that for him to be a smaller guy, I think he plays better with his hand in the ground where he's like interior almost. I think he plays better inside than he does outside. He's a strong dude with great leverage. Um, but Baron Sorrell, he's strong. He has great leverage, a lot of bend to as well. He's just a really good all-around player. And as somebody that we need in this team this year to actually shine. So I'm going Baron Sorrell. All right. This is definitely probably going to be early, but I know I can get some really good value <laughs> picks later on. I didn't want to wait this long to take a running back, but I'm like, you know, who is going to start? Jonathan Brooks or Cedric Baxter we heard kind of those tea leaves this week that Cedric Baxter might get the start against Rice uh you know as opposed to Jonathan Brooks so it's like okay it might be early for a running back but if we're talking about what we think you know or how explosive we think this Texas football team can be this year right and if we think it could be some resemblance of the 2020 Alabama team right Najee Harris was a top five Heisman candidate even that year that Mm -hmm. Mac Jones was third and Devontae Smith won it right so I'm expecting that whatever running back starts for this team, Sark has always had a thousand yard rusher every year that he's called offense. I'm expecting that our number one running back will be really good for the Texas football team and will be one of the best in the conference and possibly one of the best in the country. Now, the problem is I don't know which one to pick right now because right? I don't want to pick <laughs> Jonathan Brooks and then Cedric Baxter ends up being running back one, right? Inside Texas, typically pretty good with their info. And I know that they got that from somewhere. Maybe they didn't validate it the way they wanted yeah. it to. But they got that from somewhere. It's I'm going Cedric Baxter. It's smoke. The, exactly. And when there's smoke, there's fire. So I'm going with Cedric Baxter, the 10th overall pick. You talk about the number one running back in the country coming out of high school. Uh, you know, Tashar Choice got his guy. You talk about, you know, somebody who started off as a receiver. So I think he hasn't even 
you know, he might be underrated in that regard because he started off as a receiver before a running back, but he's big, you know, 6'1", 6'2", um, already 2'10", 215. You know, as a true freshman in college, he looks like an NFL player already. I mean, just that size, speed, strength combo, you can't teach, right? And so even if it's not the first game, I think eventually he's running back one this year, and um, I think he might be the best complete package that we have on the team. And y'all saw that video. He's already holding his own and pass pro as well. So I'm going to take mm -hmm. Cedric Baxter with the 10th overall pick. And I'm hoping that he validates it this year. And, you know, Sark, if you're listening, <laughs> making him run, run make, him, make him running back one, right? What you waiting on? So Cedric Baxter, my 10th overall pick. I think he has a huge year. Whether he's in the Bijan or the Roshan role, you know, I think he's going to have a big year for the Texas football. He's a dog, man. Hey, look, I got a video coming yeah. out tonight about, about him. So it's going to be very interesting. And I'm going to compare um, just some past experience from Mac Brown, Charlie Strong, and Tom Herman, and where they went wrong with freshman running backs. And I'm just going to leave it at that. And it's going to be a quick video, uh, okay. you know, almost like a message okay. to Sark. Like, hey, Sark, just kind of remember. I can't, I can't wait University for that one. University of Texas. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so by the, now, by the time y'all hear this, the video have already been out. You know, so <laughs> yeah. by the time y'all hear this, the video have already been out. So make sure y'all check out. Nino's Corner Sports on YouTube and check out that video on Cedric Baxter for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, this is getting tough now because, you know, this is the crazy part about it. We got so much talent on this team this year. That's why this team has to do well. That we got guys like Jonathan Brooks, Jordan Whittington. Um, we got Jake Majors, who's a three-year starter. DJ Campbell, five-star guy. Trevondre Sweat, who could have went to the draft last year and probably been a third or fourth round pick. I mean, you know, we got Barron, who's probably the best nickel in the um, in the conference. Ron, I mean, we have so many guys here. Anthony Hill still on the list. That's the kind of talent that this team has right now. Um, but I think I'm going to go back to the defensive line, and I think I'm going to go to Sweat, Trevante Sweat, and I say that because Sweat's a dog. Big dude. Um, I saw him at the Big Twelve. Well, not well. Not, I saw him in the um, in the press conference last week for the team, and uh, you know, he basically said, "Look, I'm really not into this right now. I just want to play some ball, right?" So you know, so he's he's just ready to ball. But he's a big kid, man. Yeah. What he's three hundred and thirty pounds or so, um, three hundred and forty pounds. You need that on the interior of the offensive line so that Texas can continue to stop the run on any team that they play, which they did really well last year. A couple big plays happened, but it is what it is. It happens to every team. But Sweat is one of those guys, I man, that I think you're going to have to need on the field 24-7. No, I shouldn't say 24-7, but he's going to rotate. You're going to have him rotating, Byron Murphy, um, uh, Mitchell also rotating, Vernon Broughton, Alfred Collins. But Sweat is going to be that anchor, I think, for the line this year. And um, I think he's going to do some really good things this year, especially with his size. And he can rush the passer pretty well, too, for a big dude, too, man. You know, so, yeah, I love Sweat's game, man. I got Sweat as my number 11 pick. All right. Uh, so I'm going to stay on the defensive line. And this one strictly, literally, like strictly, I'm just trusting what I've been reading and trusting what I've been hearing and trusting what Sark has been saying and – I probably could get him a little bit later, but I'm counting on him. It's a contract year. I'm counting <laughs> on him to validate this pick, man. I'm going Alfred Collins, man. And it don't Ooh. make sense. It doesn't make sense because we've heard about the inconsistency <laughs> since 2020. But all offseason, he's turned it on. It's clicking. He looks good physically. He's dominating. He can play inside and outside. He just brings so much versatility 
to this Texas football team. And I've talked about it, the three most important positions, rush the passer, throw the passes, mm-hmm. block for the passer. So I'm going with pick. Alfred Collins as my 12th overall pick, hoping as a Texas fan that he validates it and everything they've been saying about him this offseason translates on the field. Because if it does, 10th might be too – or 12th might be too low. Right? If he like lives up to his potential – 12 could end up being low, you know, so I'm going to go ahead yeah. and get some value, right? Hashtag value and take Alfred Collins with my That's number 12 pick. pick. That's a good pick. You know, so I was talking to Lifetime Longhorn Tim Crowder here. Was it last year about, you know, Collins? And I had like an interview with him last year. And I said, Tim, who is the player that you want to see dominate? He goes, the guy, if he turns the light switch on, because he used to train, you know, you know, Collins and some other guys in the team for a little bit. He said, Alfred Collins is a beast. He's a dog. If he ever turns that light on, I feel sorry for everybody. That's his exact words. He said, I feel sorry for them all. So I I hope the light's turned on because Alfred Collins, I mean, he has the size and the measurables, man. I mean, big, tall, lanky dude at 300 pounds. He has NFL written all over him. If he turns the light on, man, he can really raise his draft stock this year and um and do great things. Five-star kid, too. Um, my, Let me see. My next pick. You pick Cedric Baxter. I'm going to go and pick Jonathan Brooks. And I'm picking Jonathan Brooks because this running back room, I think, is going to be a one-two punch. I think Baxter is one of the guys who uh, you can't replace his size and his speed, right? I I had a comp for Baxter. I said um, a Ty Gurley when he was in high school. If you go look at Ty Gurley's film, very similar to Cedric Baxter. Now, now Gurley was a lot faster, I think. But him, a Larry Johnson kind of guy, a Najee Harris. You know, Najee wasn't slow. Najee ran a four or five, right? You know, so um, you know, so you're seeing a bigger back, but Jonathan Brooks has great vision. I mean, his vision is outstanding. Um, I think his vision is almost like kind of like Le'Veon Bellish a little bit. You know, it's like he has really great vision. And so I think that's what you're gonna need. If this offensive line, let's say if this offensive line stays status quo from last year. We're going to need a guy like Jonathan Brooks to be able to make the first person miss. I don't think that's going to be the case this year, but if it stays status quo and it didn't change from last year, you're going to need a guy like Jonathan Brooks who was a lot like Bijan and Roshan in the fact that he can make players miss. But I just I just like his versatility too. He can catch the ball very well. You know, he was injured against Washington. I mean, he had eight touches and two touchdowns and eight touches against Washington with an injury. So I got Jonathan Brooks at pick number 13 just because Sark's going to have that one-two punch, and I think both of those guys are going to be needed. All right, that's a good pick, Jonathan Brooks. This is going to be the last pick of the first half before we get to the second half, and I'm going with Jordan Whittington, right? You know, he was able to stay healthy, uh, you know, last year and really put together a solid season. Uh, One of two receivers on the team to have more than 10 catches. So shout out to (laughs) Sark and his lack of a wide receiver rotation. Um, And we talk about all of the talent that we have on this team, but we know that quarterbacks love their slot receivers. We know how, you know, adept Jordan Whittington is to getting open across the middle. We know how valuable he is in the run game and blocking, you know, for the other receivers. And I think he's just a leader on this football team. And, He's one of those type of players that you can't take his role away. Regardless of how much talent you have, you cannot take Jordan Whittington's role away. So I think he'll be huge for this Texas offense this year, and he'll have a defined role, you know, being in that slot, especially in zone coverage, and, um, you know, just creating easy opportunities for Quinn Ewers to get the ball out of his hand. So love the fact that I was able to get Jordan Whittington with the 14th overall pick. <laughs> you know, so we pick. Uh, got him late, you know, good value. Um, and I think, you know, like I said, as a slot 
receiver who be one of Quinn Ewers' best friends this year. So some tough cop, you know, so far, me and Nino throwing blows back and forth. Throwing blows. Uh, it's looking throwing like, blows. Uh, you know, Crawford and Spence before, <laughs> you know, before it went, it got wow. ugly. All got right. Ugly so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that I mean, is that the up. first half of the second annual Locked on Longhorns draft. <laughs> exactly. And make sure you tap into the second part so you can hear picks 15 through 30. Hook them. Peace.